Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast called The Dictionary. I hope you are enjoying it. Uh, We are at the bottom of page 153. As I have to say on occasion, please uh, rate and review this on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you can. Uh, You know, I love hearing, I love seeing reviews. Oh, I got a new one, didn't I? Should I, should I find it in my email and should I read it? Uh, let's do that. But yeah, uh, please rate and review and go to, um, I'm doing two things at once. So my brain has completely stopped working. Uh, I am trying to find this email and kill time at the same time. Um, but yeah, rate and review. You can become a Patreon. There are some exclusive episodes up there. There's a new one coming, although by the time this airs, it should already be there. And uh, you can contact me in the email or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is. And I think that is it. And I can't find the email, so who cares? Means nothing. Although it does, because it gets more. Ex- this this podcast gets more exposure. Um. You can say how terrible you think this podcast is, but if you could give it five stars, that would be awesome, right? Okay, moving on to the first word, which is breeze way. Breeze and then way, all one word, noun from 1931. A roofed, often open passage connecting two buildings as a house and garage, or halves of a building, two halves of a building. Next is breezy. B-R-E-E-Z-Y, adjective from 1637. One, swept by breezes, as in breezy beaches, also as in a breezy day. 2A, briskly informal, as in a breezy essay. It's just, it's just very informal and breezy. Uh, 2B, synonyms are airy and nonchalant, as in breezy indifference. I feel breezy, I think. Breezily is an adverb, and breeziness, breeziness is a noun. I think, I think we all need to feel a bit more breezy in our day-to-day life. Next is bregma, B-R-E-G-M-A. What is this? This is a noun from 1578. The point of junction of the coronal and sagittal sutures of the skull. Huh. Okay, so the let's let's look at the etymology first. Uh, this is from Latin, or it's a Latin word, front part of the head. That's what it means. From Greek, uh, it's a crin, akin to the Greek word brechmos. They probably say that differently, which means front part of the head. And there's more, interestingly, at the word brain. B-R-A-I-N. So I know that there are... Uh, I guess the top of your skull is made up of, I think, three sort of plates. And when you were young, uh, when you were a baby, all that that uh, those three plates were soft, and there were spaces because it allowed the head to squeeze, so you could be born. We talked about breech delivery. That would be the opposite of a breech delivery when you're born properly, f- head first. And uh, then as you get older. Uh, your your head starts to solidify. It's not so soft anymore. And the pieces, the plates, uh, fuse together. So what I'm guessing, because I do not know the science of this, I have not studied the skull or anything, uh, I'm guessing that two of those plates are called coronal and sagittal 
uh, or something along those lines. The sutures. That's that's where they connect. Makes sense. Uh, I'm getting a look from the wife. Come come back come back come back. Tell me tell me what I got wrong. You have to get on mic though. What's the word? What's the word? So the word is bregma, and it is the point of junction of the coronal and sagittal sutures of the skull. Thank thank God I have somebody to correct me. Those are just the names of the sutures because there's a coronal plane in the body and there's a sagittal plane and it's basically how um, it divides. God, I think the coronal is one of them's front and back. One of them's like a horizontal plane. It's an invisible plane in the body. Uh, That's not the name of the actual bone, the skull, uh, the bones in the skull. That would be the frontal bone. You have parietal bone. You have two temporal bones. Um, so you have more than just three bones that make up the skull. So the, I'm not, I actually have never heard that term, but um, yeah, you have sutures and those replace the, the fontanelles, which are the soft spots that you're talking about. Um, yeah, anyways. <laughs> well, that was helpful, but I'm still super confused. So I'm a little confused too because it's been a very long time since I've had to deal with this sort of depth of anatomy, but much closer than you were. <laughs> well, yeah, no surprise there. Uh, so yeah, ignore everything I said before and just listen to what she said. Uh, okay, we are going to move on to a crazy word in my mind. Uh, it is bremstraleng. Brem or Bremschelung. This is a German word, by the way. B R E M S S T R A H L U N G. Bremstralung. This is a noun from 1939. The electromagnetic radiation produced by the sudden the sudden retardation of a charged particle in an intense electric field as of an atomic nucleus. Also, the process that produces such radiation. So, like I said, this is German, and it literally means decelerated radiation. Bremstralung. Moving on to Brent Goose. Brent, B-R-E-N-T, second word, goose, like the thing that goes honk. This is a noun from 1570. It is chiefly British, and we have the synonym Brant, B-R-A-N-T, and I have no memory of what that is. So, let's do a quick look. Um, I am there almost. Brant is, um, it's, it's a bird. Okay, it's goose. Uh, now we have brethren. Uh, let's see, brethren, brethren, yeah, a couple different, different ways. B-R-E-T-H-R-E-N. Uh, this is, um, it doesn't say what it is, but it is the plural of the word brother. Uh, it's from before the 12th century. And it is used chiefly in formal or solemn address or address or in referring to the members of a profession, society, or sect. Brethren. Uh, Now we have brethren again, but this time we have a capital B noun from 1822. Members of various sects, that's S-E-C-T-S, originating chiefly in the 18th century German pietism. P-I-E-T-I-S-M. And then it says, especially the synonym dunkers. Can't wait till till the D's to find out what that is. 
Now we have Breton, capital B-R-E-T-O-N, noun from 1653. One, a native or inhabitant of Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Number two, the Celtic language of the Breton people, and Breton is also an adjective, Um, and that's pretty much all it says about that. Now we have breve, B-R-E-V-E, could also be pronounced brev. This is a noun from the 15th century. One, a note equivalent to two whole notes. Huh. Uh, Yeah, I think I've seen this in terms of music, but I don't know if I ever uh, realized that there was a name for two whole notes together. It's called a breve or a brev. Number two, a curved mark. And then it shows it, and it looks like it is um, a C, but it's rotated backwards 90 degrees. So it's a very small superscript C. It's basically pointing up. Uh, The points of the Cs go straight up. So a curved mark used to indicate a short vowel or a short or unstressed syllable. All right. This is from Middle Latin or Middle English bref from Middle Latin. It's the neutral version of brevis, which means brief. And there's more at the word brief. Next is uh, you can emphasize either syllable. It is brevet or brevet. Brevet or brevet. B-R-E-V-E-T. It is the first form. It's chiefly British. Noun from 1689, a commission giving a military officer higher nominal rank than that for which pay is received. Uh, This is from Middle English. It's a document from Anglo-French, diminutive of the word bref, which means letter, and there's more at the word brief again. Because it's probably very short. I don't know. Next is the second form of brevet or brevet. It is a verb from 1819, and it means to confer rank upon by brevet, or brevet. Next is a word that can be pronounced one, two, three, four, like five different ways. Uh, Brevery, or or brevery, or brevery, brevery, it's different ways. It's spelled B-R-E-V-I-A. R-Y, breviary. This, it's not bravery. That's a different word. This is a noun from the 15th century. Number one is often capitalized. Uh, So we have 1A and then 1B. 1A is a book of the prayers, hymns, psalms, and readings for the canonical hours. And then 1B, the synonym is divine office. Number two is uh, a brief summary. Oh, that's that. That's the end of that one. Uh, let's see. Brevited summary. Yep, that's good. All right. Next is brevity. Brevity. Oh, God. Why did it take me so long to figure out what that word brevity? Noun from the 15th century. Shortness of duration, especially shortness of conciseness or expression. There is no brevity in this podcast. None whatsoever. Next is the word brew, B-R-E-W. It is the first form. It's a verb. I can pronounce that word real good. Real, I'm good at that one. Uh, This is a verb from before the 12th century. We are starting with the transitive definitions. Number one, to prepare, 
as beer or ale by steeping, boiling, and fermentation, or by infusion and fermentation. I know some people who like to make their own beer, and I think that's cool. There's a lot of science behind it. I don't know any of it. Um, I have seen make-your-own-cider kits at home, uh, which I think would be kind of fun. Uh, I'd probably throw in a bunch of sugar and tasty flavors, and everybody would hate it except me. 2A. To bring about... Synonym is foment, F-O-M-E-N-T, or is it foment, uh, as in brew trouble. Uh, 2B, synonym is contrive. 3, to prepare, as tea, by infusion in hot water. Uh, I've been making a lot more tea recently. I don't know why. It's just there. I'm working at home. And, you know, you got to brew some tea sometimes. Some green tea, organic green tea, organic chai tea. Uh, I, I learned that if you do not get organic tea, you have no idea what is in there. There could be a whole bunch of chemicals, even though it's like all natural, whatever. Nope. You got to get the organic stuff. It's the best quality tea out there. Next, we have the intransitive definitions. There are two of them. One, to brew beer or ale. Two, to be in the process of forming, as in, a storm is brewing. Brewer is a noun, and this is from Old English, brewan, akin to the Latin fervere, which means to boil. And there's more at the word barm, B-A-R-M. Second form of brew, it is a noun from circa 1510. 1A, a brewed beverage, as beer. 1B, a serving of a brewed beverage, as in, quaff a few brews. Quaff is Q-U-A-F-F. Uh, 1C, something produced by or as if by brewing. 2, the process of brewing. Next is brewage. Brew with the uh, A-G-E at the end. Noun from 1542. 1, we just have the 1A definition for the word brew, which we just read. Number two, we have the number two definition for the word brew, which we just read. Uh, Although it doesn't say which form, I'm assuming the first one. Next is the last word of this episode. It is brewer's yeast. Uh, You know how to spell that, right? Two words, noun from 1855. A yeast used or suitable for use in brewing. And then specifically, the dried pulverized cells of such a yeast used especially as a source of B-complex vitamins. And then it gives an example of the scientific name, which is something fun to say. It is Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Uh, we often put some brewer's yeast on, uh, on our foods. After it's done brewing, uh, they can, I guess save it they can set it aside and save it and it's a really good source of the b vitamins Um, and so a lot of vegetarians and vegans will uh you can buy it in containers and it kind of has a cheesy taste it's also called uh uh brewer's yeast it's also there's another name for it which i cannot think of now but that's fine um nutritional yeast i think that's the other name for it and it's really healthy for you and uh it's good so, we had Breezeway, Breezy, Bregma, Bremsterlung, Brent Goose, Brethren, Breton, Breve or Brev, Brevet, Brevet, 
breviary, brevity, brew, brewage, and brewer's yeast. I'm going to pick brewer's yeast as the word of the episode because I might have some on my food tonight. That is it. Uh, End of page 153. Please rate and review and share and subscribe and tell all the people. Thank you. And this has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.